What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 100. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. Today, I have a special guest, Mr. Howie Spangler of the Baltimore area band Ballyhoo. They are definitely local legends around here, and I've been at it about 25 years now. Um, I wanted to talk to Howie in particular for the 100th episode because his podcast, Tales from the Green Room, inspired me to start one myself. Um, So it was really cool of him to accept my invitation, and I definitely appreciate it. He's got a new solo album out called Aberrations, which is kind of a lo-fi, instrumental, reggae-type thing. You can download it for free and also use it license-free if you wanted to as well. I featured a track off of it called Ghost Tour on this episode, as well as Ballyhoo's song Mixtape at the end, both of which you can find wherever you listen to music. But yeah, Howie and I just kind of talked about all things band stuff and what he's been up to. Um, I was able to sneak in a few fan questions from the band's Facebook group, The Valley Hooligans. So if you got your question in, that was answered somewhere towards the end of our conversation. I should mention that I messed up my end of the audio a little bit on this episode. But oh well, you can hear how we find, which is what matters. Uh, Valley Who's next show is in February, uh, specifically the 10th at 9.30 Club in D.C. with The Movement and Little Stranger. So you can jot that down on your calendar. Um, as a fellow Valley Hooligan myself, I just want to thank Everyone who's listening and everyone who supports local music, I probably didn't think I'd do this many episodes, but I appreciate everyone who supported the show and everyone who's come on. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm definitely grateful for all the friends that I've made over the past year or two, and uh, hopefully I can keep doing this thing. Um, speaking of which, I'll be putting on a little festival for the show June 4th in Baltimore for some of the bands that have come on the show. So if you follow the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, or any of that stuff, you'll be seeing more details on it. Also, feel free to subscribe to the show wherever you may be listening. It always helps our reach a little bit. And lastly, I just got to mention this podcast is partially brought to you by the Music Video Accelerator course, which teaches you how to make your own music videos on your iPhone as well as regular gear. And uh, musicvideoaccelerator.com is where you find the info on that. But yeah, without uh, really any further ado, to the uh, interview here with Howie from Ballyhoo. Time Rockstar podcast, but obviously it's cool to get some uh, some full timers on once in a while, like yourself. Um, really, uh, this will be episode 100, um, and nice. uh, honestly, wouldn't have started the podcast without uh, listening to Tales from Green Room. So, oh man, that's cool. It's uh, it's been fun to just meet people around the area and around the country and just. I don't know, help promote uh, us small-time bands, kind of get a little extra streams out there, a little extra attention, maybe, but mostly just making friends, so um, uh, I'm glad I listened to your show, and uh, I'm glad I did this. Ah, oh, man, dude, cheers. Thanks so much, dude. That's that's really cool. That's, um, you know, it's like I started my podcast um, because uh, <laughs> I got I got into Gary V pretty early, like a few years ago. Yeah. About probably like, I don't know, yeah, three, four years ago. And uh, it's crazy to see him just exploding. But like, um, I saw, I didn't know who he was, and I saw him on a, uh, 
I was just scrolling through the feed and it was like an ad for Anchor, which is who I do, I uh, use, that's how I create my podcast, yeah. distribute it. And um, he was talking about it and I was like, you know, I kind of want to do a podcast. Like I've been wanting to do it and this might be the chance to, to do it. Um, and yeah, so that's that's how I, I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna record something and just put it out there yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> and it immediately got some really cool uh, feedback and I was excited. I just kept making them, and you know, I'm, I think I'm yeah. on like episode 144 right now. So, yeah. So that's really cool that yeah. that that you got inspired from that. You know, it's just it's wild. You know, we inspire each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I think you're a pretty big inspiration around here. Um, probably goes without saying, but definitely a lot of early mornings driving into work where I was listening to you. Like, you know what? Just if you're thinking about doing something, just get off your ass and do it. And that uh, was kind of motivating. And I happened to start it like right before the, the shutdown, just kind of incidentally. And so that worked out even better having that to do. Um, it's great. It definitely into, gives you something to do for sure. That was something to fill yeah. the, You needed something to fill the time back then last year, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, just from listening to your show and, and what I know about uh, your band and stuff is that uh, you're always in a bunch of different fields, um, which is interesting. You know, you're always kind of, trying a little stuff here, a little there. I mean, whether it's uh, recording with uh, um, other people around here or uh, doing some of the media stuff that you're doing, like with the streams and all that. Um, that's pretty interesting and cool because I think really from any of the, the few full-time musicians I know, like you gotta be doing a bunch of different things. It seems like, you know, it's not always just promoting the show or making music videos or recording or whatever. It's like um, always trying out different stuff. So I feel like that's um, that's also interesting um, as far as what you're doing. I mean, I think you just uh, dropped a, a solo album as well. Um, I did. A lo-fi one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> it's um, it's it's just something that I wanted to do. It's called Aberrations. Um, it's just something that I wanted to do yeah. on the side, um, you know, for fun, and also a way to sort of like you know challenge myself and see you know how you know how far I've come with my production abilities um and it was great I haven't used logic in a long time I started on logic uh god 10 years ago and um then I I've since moved to, to pro tools I find that I can move faster in pro tools but um you just logic is a great uh production app and um, I wanted to see how, you know, I wanted to jump back in and, and learn some things about it. And, uh, I find it's really easy. Like it has all you need to, to create, um, a song from scratch, you know, all the way to mastering if you want to release. Um, <clears throat> and it has all the plugins. You don't have to, you know, with, with, I mean, Pro Tools has, you know, stock plugins as well, but, um, it's just, uh, I don't know. Logic seems to have everything. It's got, it's got like the, the MIDI, I think, is easier to work with, and um, it's got all the cool software instruments, and you don't have to buy anything extra. It's like 200 bucks, and you get it, uh, everything you need, and it was cool to dive back into that, and uh, I don't know. I just, I, won, I had this idea. I wanted to do it for a while, and uh, I have ideas in my head bouncing around all the time, like riffs and, and ideas and things that, that, you know, the band isn't necessarily going to ever use, and but some of them I think are, you know, in my opinion, are, are, are too cool to just kind of stay in my head. So I was like, I want to, I want to, I want to get them out, you know? Um, and I didn't have to write lyrics. It was, it was a very, like, it was kind of, you know, cathartic and, um, it was a lot of fun, you know? And, uh, the other thing that, that I, wanted to do was um there's a you know getting into streaming you know i've been i started live streaming probably like 2012 ish on yeah. a, a platform called stage it um before there was really yeah. I, there may have been facebook live back then but it was you know not very you know uh, yeah stage is still around stage it is still around yeah um and but i i, I kind of I, I didn't do it a whole lot because back then i didn't have like all the gear that I have now. And like, I used to have to like, I didn't have space either. I was living in a, a two bedroom apartment with my then girlfriend and our, our young son. And, um, 
I had to set everything up and then break it down again, but I didn't know what I was doing. So like every time I set it up, it took me like an hour and a half to actually get into a mode to be able to record. Cause I'm like, Oh, how, how, how come I'm not hearing myself? Oh, it's too loud. It's, I didn't know what I was doing. So I, I was sort of like stifled as far as like keeping up with the streams. And then I didn't like the, the, the fee that they were taking either. They, they take like, they're taking like 40% of the revenue or something. I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Wow. I don't know what they do now, but it was just kind of like, eh, you know, yeah. and I was trying, and I was trying to figure out, I was like, how do I, how can I make money? Like, how can I use my talents and make money? I had a baby, you know, <laughs> it was like very scary. Um, but, uh, doing this all the streaming the last couple years now i've seen that like there's not a lot of good like music for streamers um and podcasters and and video you know content creators um and i was like you know it'd be cool to just put this thing out and not do the usual copyright stuff like it's copywritten but it's like i still own it but um i basically made it so there if you use it in a video or the in, in the background in your stream while you're playing video games or something or just chatting with your homies that you're not going to get a copyright claim. Um, nice. Yeah, so like it's it's DMC, that, DMCA. Is that tri- tricky to do? Like either in, in DistroKid or however you release stuff? Yeah, so I, I release everything to, through DistroKid and um, <clears throat> it's not hard. You just basically don't, don't tick the box that says, you know, YouTube content ID or anything. Um, and uh, as far as I know, um, it's I've, I've seen a few people that they sent me videos that they've made of like a vlog or like, you know, cool drone footage or um, somebody, some kids did like a, a, like a dance or something to one of the tracks that I did. And like, it's just really cool. And so as far as I know, they're not getting claimed or, or anything. And the thing about the, the YouTube content ID and uh, Twitch, I forget what Twitch's, uh, Twitch's algorithm is called, but um the, like the music scanner uh yeah it's not it's not perfect so you know like as a matter of fact one of the songs early on i just threw it in my one of my streams one time and then immediately when i stopped the, the live um i got a co- copyright claim and i'm like what is this shit you know i wrote this yeah. it's mine and uh it was like some uh song from like a brazilian artist or something from like the 70s um i guess one of the melodies maybe triggered something and it thought it was yeah. that song and it clearly is not that track. And um, so what I did was I created a, a I, I got a, uh, there's a sync license that you can download from my website. And I have all the tracks available for download for free on my website if you want to use them. But um, there's a sync license there. You probably won't ever need it, but just in case you do, uh, to show that you're allowed to use it, you can use that to, you know, to file your, if you want to keep monetizing. Um, but yeah, I want to make it so like people can monetize their videos still and not, you know, and I'll never yeah. send. What a lot of people don't know is that a takedown notice, uh, like when you get a like for YouTube, the copyright strike, or with um, yeah. with Twitch, is a D- DMCA takedown notice. Those come from the label or the copyright owner, um, okay. and and because it's me doing it, and there's no label involved or anything like that, there's not a whole lot of red tape. I'm not going to send you a takedown notice. So don't worry yeah. about it. Even if you get claimed for some reason and you can't monetize your video for any reason, which you should be able to. I'm not gonna come ask you to take a video down. I'm pushing this. You know, I want people to use it. So, no, that's cool. I mean, um, my uh, my cousin's been doing commercials for the company that he works for, just like video ones for like running shoes, and like he's actually been having a hard time getting music like that um, for it. So I've been just you know whipping something up in GarageBand or something for him, and I didn't know that you could also release it as well. Um, that's cool because there's also like other websites I guess where you get stuff like Splice I don't know if you use that for just random sound effects mm-hmm. um, but yeah no, it's yeah there's cool. uh, there's uh, Epidemic Sound is like the big one that you, that a lot of YouTubers use um, for mm-hmm. you know cool ambient music or um, sound effects and things um, I just found that like on the you know if you're looking for a cool some cool music you know sometimes it, it's not great like a, the stuff that you find and it's not the yeah. vibe you're looking for so just trying to like help fill that space and you know um is and you know see if pe- it's it's there if people want to use it yeah 
Yeah, I was listening to it this morning while I was making coffee. It's perfect. You know? Oh, thanks. Doesn't, uh, I, doesn't I, uh, distract you or anything like that. That's rad. Yeah, I, I tested it out before it came out. I was like playing it a lot, like while I was, um, you know, you know, vibing, vibing out or driving yeah. or, or cooking or what or working on something, you know. And it, it, it is cool. It's it's definitely something for whatever you know any occasion really like background of a party chilling on the boat maybe you're trying to get some work done maybe you're cleaning the house you know um yeah stuff like that yeah it's like driving around in the car still like one of your favorite uh, ways to test stuff or do you uh you know have something else yeah yeah i mean um the the car test is is always like ultimate because you know you're spending a lot of your time listening to music in the car yeah. um on a road trip or you know, whatever I run errands a lot, you know, uh, <laughs> shipping things. And, um, yeah. yeah, obviously I have two kids, so there's a lot happening all the time. Um, yeah, driving around. It's, it's great because, uh, you know, that, like I said, that's where you take in a lot of your music. So you want to make sure it sounds good in the car. Um, and, uh, I tend to, I tend to throw in the AirPods when I'm referencing as well. Like I'll, I'll reference on the yeah. AirPods. Like I know how they sound. I have the AirPods pro and like, I know how they sound. And, um, so like I, I tend to, when I'm done with a mix or something, I'll throw them in and walk around yeah. the house, make some coffee or whatever, do the dishes, you know, just throw, you know, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I always get a little paranoid when I like mix something, usually the podcast or whatever through the earbuds and then go to listen in the car. Cause usually I'll been kind of lazy and just downloaded it and, or uploaded it. And then I'll listen on Spotify. I'm like, wow, this is uh, a little drastically different. Like the background music will be, much quieter and much louder than I thought. I don't know if somehow when it goes through um, the streaming services, if it changes just a little, or if it's just the difference between listening on a speaker and a headphone. That's so. exactly what it is. It's it's the environment. It's you know like your your house probably isn't um, you know uh, like properly treated. Yeah. You know uh, you know it's not, like I I realized. <clears throat> after listening to music on my monitors for a year and a half of not touring and being stuck in, in the house and working here and then in headphones and AirPods and things, I noticed how bad our sound system is in our van. It's so yeah. bad. Like it's so <laughs> like it's so yeah. like tinny and just like I feel like the sound just bounces off the windshield the way that the speakers mm. are faced and like it just makes this really awful sound. Um like you're listening in, in a in a can or something, yeah. and and uh, so yeah, it's like you want to be able to like. Um, I totally understand the laziness part, and you're thinking it's just a podcast. Like, how good does it have to sound? <laughs> like, yeah. people just want to hear me talk anyway. Uh, but I've had so many. Uh, oh, dude, especially the. I mean, I'd say the first hundred episodes for sure. Like, where, yeah, um, you know, it just I listen in the car from from here, taking the car, and like pull it up on Apple or something, and it's just like. Ugh! Like this sounds yeah. so bad. The background music it's, isn't right, or the background music is too loud, or or my vocals distorted, or like there's too much compression or something. Yeah. Just, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm right there with you, man. I'm trying to find that sweet spot. So there's like a regularity or a consistency to it, because I have heard from other people who run podcasts. It's like once you can kind of find that and dial it in, then people aren't like jarred when they uh, you know listen to it once in a while, where you completely got the levels all whacked out but i figured it's just a learning curve yeah i would have my uh back in the day like anchor would have you could do ads and then i don't know they stopped doing that but i would yeah. i would do ad reads and the ad reads would be like super loud you know and then <laughs> yeah. the, the podcast would not and they'd have to you know constantly be you know checking the levels and you know, I get how frustrating that is for sure. I'm sure like some of my pods are unlistenable, you know, but yeah, <laughs> learning. it's, uh, it's about what you're talking about, hopefully, and, uh, less about uh, the quality. Sure. Even with, I, I even with songs, I, I would hope, you know, um, kind of going back to what you were talking about with recording with logic and pro tools and, and whatnot. Um, when you're recording with other people, either around town or um, I noticed you also went down to uh, Texas to uh, record with the Audit guys. Yeah. What are you doing then? Are you kind of bringing gear, or when you get there, you just kind of like um, work with the situation? Yeah, like when I when I fly, I try to try to be minimal. Um, yeah. You know, like try to take as 
in as least things possible. Um, but if I feel like, you know, I, I have a, <clears throat> I have a few mics, you know, but, um, I think for that session, I don't think I took anything, I think, cause they had everything and we sort of put together, um, uh, I mean, they got a pretty cool setup over there. Like, <clears throat> yeah. uh, you know, we, you know, we obviously noticed some things that could be adjusted, some things that could be, you know, tweaked for as going forward. But, uh, I mean, we made a record. We made, I mean, we did like 17 tracks in, yeah. in, uh, they're still coming out right now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. They've been rolling out yeah. the whole year. Um, and, um, there's a few left out of the ones out of the batch. And, um, I think I'm still waiting on a few, uh, tracks from them, like Travis guitar solos and things. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just go there. I, I take my laptop with me and it's a, it's one of the 2019, um, 16 inch. It's, it's, I got it. Whenever I buy a laptop or a computer, like I try to spec it out as high as I can without losing my ass. Um, but I, (laughs) but I do that because I need to sort of future proof it. Um, and, uh, so I'll spend a little bit more just to, just to make sure I have, you know, it's going to last me about five years. I, whenever I, whenever I get a MacBook, it's usually like four to five years is, is about my, when, before I upgrade again, um, you know, before I find like things start lagging and stuff. Uh, so I'll take the laptop and, um, I'll, you know, get it set up with their interface and, um, yeah. we just go, you know? Yeah. By the way, the, uh, new M1 MacBooks just came out either last week or the week before. And uh, my my girlfriend works in tech, so she's all stoked on it. She just got one in. Apparently, they're like beating everything, even fifty thousand dollar machines, when it comes to like video editing and stuff like that. Like editing eight K, like like it's nobody's business. So I'm uh, I'm definitely interested. In Incredible. Yeah, I, I watched that whole uh, keynote. I watched all their keynotes, and okay, cool. I'm absolutely an Apple fanboy. Yeah. Like I love and hate <laughs> them, you know. But yeah. uh, they, the the what the M1 Pro, M1 Max, like, oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> like I want it so uh, bad, you know. And I just um, bought I just bought an M1 Mac Mini, like okay. back in July, I think. Um, yeah. And it's uh, you know, of course now the the new one's out, but yeah, um, it it's i don't know it the, i have the m1 it mac mini it, it works great um uh, you know it's it it's still there's you know pro tools will still pro tools is pro tools it's still gonna yeah. get the spinning ball of death and you know things won't start exactly you know but like final cut and all the all the apps that are like apple and they're optimized to run on their yeah. that chip uh it's just you know it's just butter for the most part nice yeah, I mean, I was a little fortunate that, like I said, I had her telling me, like, don't don't buy it yet, just wait. Because um, she keeps her ear to the ground on that stuff. I was kind of curious, though, because um, I did talk to Ronnie from Monic Empire on a previous episode, and he mentioned, like, how motivating, I guess, it was to have you there, and that also you were kind of, like, holed up the whole time, like, you probably never left the bunker, basically. So I was kind of curious if you got out into Austin at all, I mean... Um, during that time or if you really were just like in there just kind of I don't know <laughs> we um, were we were on a tight schedule I think I only had yeah. five or six days with those guys to get as much as we could okay and, and I you know when it's like that I, I, I'm good I'm I'm good when it you know I feel like I'm good under pressure when it's like crunch time um, and I I I went outside for five minutes outside of Brian's house where they have the studio out yeah. back to check out the backyard. It's kind of like a party yard. He's got a smoker mm-hmm. back there and all that. And um, he, was sh- he was showing me the, the, the smoker and, and that was it. It was like for five minutes yeah. at like 10 in the morning. And, and I just, I, yeah, I would get up at like eight or nine and just start working yeah. and they'd show up around noon, you know, cause I'm trying to edit. I try to edit mm-hmm. in the morning and then they show up and then we start, we get more done. And then I'd work yeah. until, you know, 10 or midnight every night and then get up the next morning, do the same thing. Cup of coffee, you know, Brian's a, an amazing cook. He would make me breakfast and, and then I'd grab <laughs> coffee and then I'd start editing. Yeah. It was the same thing every day. Um, yeah, that I, I try to like, I try to motivate 
the artists um, and try to you know keep them positive because it can be a stressful process especially when you're on that sort of um, schedule mm-hmm. uh, when you're, if there's not a, a lot of time uh, it was just kind of yeah. worked out for me because it was like December so the, it was like the holidays you know coming up and um, yeah but it was great and and I learned something every time and you know it's and you you start to learn how different artists think and how they work and um, they taught me a couple tricks as well so it's it was just a doing this has been a really cool experience all around. I've worked with a lot of artists now and it's just fun. Yeah. Those guys are, those guys are cool and fun. And um, yeah, I'm just happy to do work with them. Yeah, man, they seem like uh, a good group. I've been trying to get down there to uh, Lake Travis cause I got a buddy out there. I was like, I don't know. just looks like a good time, but um, yeah, I mean, kind of, switching gears a little bit uh one thing i figured i just sort of i don't know if this is a question or more of just observation but you know like maybe 10 15 years ago uh when i was going to like punk and metal shows and all that you know everybody was sort of in their uh i don't know their clique or whatever and everybody wore like the same shit and was a fan of the same bands and you know kind of wore the same gear or whatever and i never thought um, that that would sort of eventually um, spill over to reggae in the genre because as I'm playing out like little acoustic shows here and there I'm actually meeting people that are like kind of bona fide hardcore reggae fans now like um, and largely because of bands like you guys you know uh, you guys around here and bumping of course but then you know the, the sort of bigger guys like uh, our, our, um, Dirty Eds and Revolution and all that so I'm just kind of curious like in your perspective, I don't know, is it kind of wild to watch that evolve over the years? Or um, maybe, maybe I'm, I don't know. No, you're right. I mean, it, it has been wild to watch. Like, um, I've talked about this before where, you know, it's like back when we were coming up, um, it was, I, I, I didn't know what we were doing. Like, there was no, like, I didn't know... Yeah we were playing like reggae rock. Like we eventually kind of figured that that's what it was. We were like, well, we play like reggae and like yeah. rock and like, I guess it's reggae rock. You know, it's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. I, we weren't the first to say that I'm sure, but um, yeah, it was just like, I liked that Southern California sublime, you know, yeah. punk reggae sound. I love the, I was down with all the ska stuff in, in the late nineties, no doubt. And real big fish and suicide machines goldfinger um Mm. and i I just i tend to want to do everything because i have like i'm just so scatterbrained with you know that's why i do all the things that i do because like i just i enjoy making stuff and i enjoy different sounds when when you know what you said earlier about like you know people listening to probably listen to the emo and pop punk and stuff in the 2000s and now they're like reggae fans it's like uh, i feel like you know, maybe we were a, a little bit of a bridge for that because we do both. Um, so mm-hmm. we, you know, people kind of ca- got conditioned and then just, they start finding other bands and um, maybe, I don't know, maybe they saw a Pepper show and then they found Ballyhoo, who knows. But um, I, I just know that like in 2006, 2007, <clears throat> you started seeing, you know, Pepper and Slightly Stupid and um, and then like a, another year or so later, it was like Iration and then Revolution and then Stick Figure yeah. comes along and... Um, you know, you just start seeing these, these shows and it's, it's like, now it's like Cali Roots sells out one love. Well, now it's called Cali vibes. Um, reggae rise up. Uh, we just did the, the Baja sessions thing in Cabo last week. Um, it's just, it's really cool to see. And, and I love how it's, it's under the radar. It's not like on the radio. And I honestly hope that a lot of this stuff doesn't get on the radio. It's just like, I I, yeah. I don't think like radio is gonna ruin it, you know. If it gets, <laughs> you know, it's just gonna become this thing, and it's gonna get too popular. Yeah. And I love the the steady growth that it's been because I feel like if, if we can stay away from like all the major like the corporations and yeah. things like that, like then we can the the growth is gonna last a lot longer and we'll, it'll flourish even even more. Um, and yeah, it's you know to. I remember going from 2011. We were on our way to the to the our first tour with Pepper and the Expendables, um, when Daydreams was coming out, and this is yeah. ten years ago. 
and uh, the, the, we played St. Louis on the way out, and we were, like, we were like, we should try to make a little money, and you know, just get some practice, for, so we sound good on the first night of the tour. Yeah. And we get there, and there's like, you know, nobody there, <laughs> and it's it's you know, it was whatever and there were some bands opening for us that didn't sound anything it just wasn't like a good show it wasn't a well put together show um yeah. and like a year later maybe two we come back through and the place is packed and there's like three reggae rock bands opening for us wow. it's wild it's wild it's, yeah. a, it's a, like you know it started popping up in pockets all over you know we'll go to like boise idaho and there's like a sellout show there you know, mm. with with you know people that are are all into this music, I feel like music nowadays isn't about genre anymore. It's about vibe. It's about just right. how you feel, and you can listen to Slipknot, but you can also listen to you know Stick Figure or something, you know, or Steel Pulse. Yeah, it's definitely a lot uh, deeper and broader conversation for sure. But I do feel like kind of within the culture and within the zeitgeist, people are looking for positivity. And I do get the strong sense from going to a lot of reggae shows um, that people just kind of, they want to feel good. And I'm not saying that everyone who goes to metal shows per se or anything like that is uh, angry. But, you know, there is a, there's a different energy there. And I do feel like wherever we're at now, maybe as a culture, um, man, like people definitely just want to kind of find those pockets of positivity. And if... If reggae rock in particular is is like driving some of that, then it's cool, you know. It is cool, and I've been, you know, sort of it's it's perplexed in a way. Like you'll see, you know, because the because the music is so, you know, the majority of this sound and, and this music is is kind of based in like a positive vibe, like good vibes only, mm-hmm. chill type of thing. Um, it's like, uh, you know, it's it's all types of people are listening to this music that, you know, people that you wouldn't think like I've seen, you know, people at shows that like are also putting, you know, right wing talking points on their Instagram and stuff, you know, like it's, it's interesting to me. It's like, um, uh, but it just shows that the music just connects to people and I don't know for whatever reason. And, and, um, we try to put out like a positive message. Uh, but, with us as well like our style like i I, i'm a depressed person at times and you know uh Mm. and i write about that so like it's not always like you know yeah it's the the juxtaposition or whatever sad lyrics happy sounding music you know that's always been my thing man yeah i was like that's a big thing i I like writing like happy like upbeat stuff but like sad lyrics like there's a cool dynamic Um, and it's so, and in a way, I think it, it makes it seem like it's going to be all right. Like, and I, I want to let people know that like, they're not alone in, in their feelings. And, you know, there, there are bands in this genre that, that do, it's all like, it's all positive, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you know, the light of day type of thing. And like, um, and that's, that's great too. But like, for me, it's like, I'll, I'll write both. I'll write some happy shit. I like writing shitty love songs, like, you know, broken heart stuff. Um, but it's also like we get depressed and it's, it's a wild time we're living in. Um, so, and I want to be, you know, honest about that and, and true people go to, people go to shows to, to escape, you know, they go to shows to escape. They listen to music to escape. Um, I know for me, I've listened to sad songs to be sad, like to sort of like, like, uh, <clears throat> uh, so, yeah like you know like i'll, I'll go listen to, like old r&b songs or something or yeah. uh, you know uh, stuff from you know like what am i what am i trying to say like uh the fucking old like Mar- mary j blige like you know real love like that's such yeah. a great song you know i listen to like like bruno mars got a great a couple great like love songs you know just just to sort of like I don't know, live in it and sort of, I don't know, it just makes me feel better. I I don't know. Even though I'm like sitting there sad or something, I feel better. (laughs) It's strange. I'm a weird dude. Yeah. It's a catharsis, you know, even if, even if you gotta 
feel the, the sadness, I guess. It, uh, it happens. Um, how was that tour with uh, the Expendables, by the way, since you just brought them up? I mean, it looked like you guys had a pretty good pretty good run there, and I imagine the momentum was uh, probably good. Yeah, man, it was awesome. It was it was great. It was it was a weird. Um, it was like the best, but most weirdest tour ever. You know, because it was the yeah. a lot of the. We had a we had a, a COVID protocol, where, mm. we you know we didn't um, we didn't leave the bus. We went straight from the bus to the stage, and gotcha. then from from the stage back to the bus. We didn't talk to anybody. We didn't, you know. Usually, mm. we're the band that since the beginning has always gone to the merch table after yeah. the show and high-fiving people and taking pictures and hanging out signing stuff and a lot of times ending up at the bar with people you know which is yeah. you know can be a good and bad thing but um yeah like we didn't do any of that this time and you know i had to explain a few times on the dm or something like hey sorry we're not you know we're not hanging out this yeah. time you know usually we have a lot of friends you know, we've been touring for you know, 15 years and, uh, we have a lot of friends out there and, you know, most of them we couldn't see. And, uh, and then, and then of course, you know, we, we got half the bus got COVID. I mean, the (laughs) other guys got COVID we're trying and we still got it, which was weird. Um, so we had to, we had to miss about, I think five shows on the West coast, which really sucked because we were looking forward to playing California. Um, and, uh, you know, and then and then there was, um, you know, the COVID protocols by the venues themselves. You know, some mm-hmm. of these venues are, um, uh, you know, Live Nation or AEG, and they're the ones saying, you know, either a negative test and within 48 hours or fully yeah. vaxxed card. Um, and a lot of tickets, you know, were left on the table because of that. Like people, you know, there's, there's people that don't want to do that. And, you know whatever uh i I just like for me uh, when when the when they announced that um when those promoters started announcing that i immediately was like yeah i agree with this whatever i support it because we just were shut down for 18 months you know like what do you want us to do like i'm sorry Mm -hmm. you just you don't get to go to the show then you know like all these people that didn't work this whole time this they don't think about the road crew and like the the people working at the venues you know the the promoters and things the bartenders and um it's like they're not thinking about that and like these people struggled for a long time and now here's their chance to get back to work and you're gonna gonna cry about it i i get it like you want to be able to go to shows and stuff but it's like I don't know. Just bring your negative test then, bro. If you don't think you have it, just bring your negative test. What's the big deal? Um, yeah. That was that was my thing. I, I to me, I felt like, you know, when people started like fighting that and getting pissy and like the comments and stuff. When when a, when a band makes a post, uh, cashed out made the, made like one of the first posts in the whole genre about this, and people were like shitting, like what the fuck, this is bullshit. I can't believe you guys support this. Yeah. It's like, bro, it's not the band, it's the fucking <laughs> venues, you know, it's the promoters, but yeah. at the same time, everybody wants to get back to work, bro. Like, yeah. what do you want us to do, man? We just shut down for you for a year and a half. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mean, I fully supported it, even though ticket sales suffered, you know? Yeah, do you feel like um, that was kind of across the board nationally, or did you feel like once you got into like the Midwest or like, say, I mean, obviously like Texas or Florida, where it was the crowds were bigger or yeah i mean the the a lot of the venues in like texas florida like they weren't doing that they weren't you know mm-hmm. having any mandates or anything um so a lot of the shows were were really good um yeah in those areas and it's like i go back and forth with it too like i feel like we're approaching you know like it's almost time to like just kind of let this go i don't know i don't know how much longer i mean we're going to Obviously, we're going to keep doing it if that's what it is. But yeah, it's like what you know, uh, it's it's yeah. a very big, deep hole you can go into talking about this shit. But I just want yeah. to get back to normal. I mean, we all want to get back to normal. Yeah, know, I think that's the bottom line. Like, no matter what uh, people got to do or whatever political things have to happen or whatever rules have to be made up, it's just like 
Like, yeah, I, I was the first person in my uh, fire department, actually, to get it, because I'm, like, a paramedic. And that feels like two years ago. I mean, like, it's close to that anyway. So it, I've just been kind of feeling like, man, this thing's still going. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how oh, to say I was it. reading reading about, a, was it Singapore or... There was like Singapore. There was a couple countries, Singapore and Norway, maybe. Um, yeah. They, they were like eighty percent, or even like ninety percent vaxxed, like the yeah. whole country, and they still are dealing with numbers. You know, they're like cases. Mm. Because you can still get it, you know, but like, it, and they they're deciding to live with it. They're like, okay, we're lifting all the mandates. Yeah. We're just gonna live with this. I feel like we'll just have to do that probably sometime next year. Just be like. All right, we're just gonna live with this. If you're vaxxed, you know, if you chose yeah. to get it, you did. If not, like that's on you. You know, there are the children now. Like that, I I have kids. Like I don't want my kids to get sick, but there's also studies show that they they're not as a, it doesn't affect them like it affects us. Yeah. And it's it's really mostly affecting people like 55 and older and, and people yeah. that um, have weight problems and, and underlying health issues. Um. So it's it's sort of like okay, do we just move move just open it back up and move forward when do we do this you know when can we stop wearing the mask and everything i'm happy to wear a mask i'll do what i gotta do you know but like yeah. fuck <laughs> it's like it is exhausting you know we, we're gonna yeah. it's almost two years now so yeah i think society's getting definitely a little fatigued for sure um but yeah we don't want to go down the uh, political rabbit hole too far here probably <laughs> yeah. um and also yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how much time you got Closing in about uh, 40 minutes here. But again, I appreciate any time you do have. Because like I said, it's kind of cool to make it to episode 100 and get somebody big on like yourself. So, hey, dude, uh, first first off, I'm, I'm honored that you, you'd have me for your 100th episode. Second, 100 episodes, bro. That's fucking awesome. That's thanks. good for you, man. <laughs> There's a lot of people that, that start things like this and then they don't follow through they like they get that they get it out of their system and and it just whatever you know for whatever reason they stop 100 episodes that's great man yeah man thank you congrats Um, that's uh at the end of the day like i said it's just fun making more friends uh certainly not hurt and uh trying to get people's music out there um one thing i did uh cross my brain here um was um i learned message to the world's uh, guitar solo i wasn't sure if you saw it (laughs) like during the quarantine i think it was and that was a lot of fun. I, I know you guys had the sort of guitar. Um, I, don't, I don't want to say it was like Guns N' Roses when the guitar spot opened up and everybody was <laughs> clamoring to join the band. But I was just curious, like how that all went. If you got like a bunch of submissions or if like a bunch of friends hitting you up, like kind of out of the blue or like how that all went down to find the, the guitar player. It was cool. It was, um, I, <laughs> I had like, uh, I've been wanting to get a, a second guitar player for a long time, probably at least 10 years, you know? And when the pandemic hit and we were just like, we're not doing shit. We might as well do this now. Like, let's just, yeah. let's reach out. Let's, you know? Um, and you know, there's also, there's a lot of things you got to think about too. So like, you know, when you add someone to the band, that's another salary, that's more per diem, mm-hmm. that's another mouth to feed, that's another spot in the van, you know, and we're already, we're already maxed out on spots, you know, yeah. it's very tight in there already. Um, it's, it's another hotel room, you know, uh, it's, it's a lot of things, there's a lot more overhead that comes with that, but it was 100%, yeah. 200% <laughs> worth it um, because I knew that it was gonna help bring the show to another level it was going to bring the sound up like to another level and then take the show make it more fun and interesting and i've always wanted to have somebody that can just shred the guitar Mm. um so when we were now now i didn't do this until after message to the world so when when message to the world we were working on it i was like we need like a dope ass solo on this song like we need something cool so uh, I, I had become friends with Kyle Ahern of Revolution. Gotcha. Also a great solo artist. Yeah. Um, he's a, a sick guitar player, man. Um, and we did some we did a run together on an acoustic run with him and Eric Rachmani, um, that like a few months before this. And 
so I stayed in touch and I was like, bro, do you want to like play on this track? Yeah. Like, it'd be awesome. And he was like, hell yeah, man. Send me the track. Like two days later, I get this just yeah. fire and like send it to the guys and they're like, oh <laughs> shit, you know? And like, it just clicked, man. I was like, this is what we needed. Yeah. This right here is gonna, it's just gonna evolve the band in such a cool way. Um, like we needed this. So I can't play that shit. And I was like, there's no fucking way I can play that shit. It's not, you know, that's not yeah. my style of guitar. I, I play pop yeah. punk fucking three chord, Billy Joe Armstrong, you know, even though Billy Joe Armstrong is a really great guitar player, he plays solos and shit. But I never try to do that really ever. I, I do more melodic stuff, more yeah. vocal melody type of shit on the guitar. I was like, I would love to have that dynamic. So um, I talked to the guys and, it wasn't the first time I talked about it and they were like, yeah, I mean, let's, we can't, we can't go back now, yeah. you know, like we can't, who's going to play the solo live. We can't not play the song and then we can't not have the solo. If we play it, we'll just be an empty spot. Yeah. F that. So, so I was like, all right, I put, I made my little yeah. list of demands. It was this no, fucking long it. It was on Facebook. Funny. It was like, must be willing Bro, to go yeah, to the yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, must not have problem. Must yeah. not be a drug addict. You know, not an alcoholic. We drink, but yeah. not like that, bro. You know, um, don't be a fucking douchebag. No mm. chain wallets. No tap out yeah. shirts. You know, um, it, sh shit like that. And just, and the whole thing was, you know, was like to. I wanted to also in this list show the type of person we were looking for. Somebody, somebody. That, if you get all these little jokes yeah. that I'm throwing in here. That's how we talk all the time. Like that's how we joke and vibe. So we need someone to, that's gonna be like that with us, um, silly and shit. And one of the questions, one of the things was like, one of the requirements was like, if you don't think Big Trouble in Little China is one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time, don't even apply. You know, like just shit like that. And and um, yeah, I got flooded. You know, the the DMs got flooded and. Um, you know you have to sort of weed through some things and i could tell some people just yeah. weren't ready for this and uh some people were just excited to do it and um and and some some younger like some kids and some like teenagers you know i thought it was cool man it was really neat that anybody even wanted yeah. to be in this band you know um but uh there was um one guy that stuck out yeah uh sebastian who ended up joining the band but um he sent me a couple videos and I knew him from a band he played in. He opened up for us with his band like yeah. I don't know, six, seven years, five, six years ago. And, uh, he, uh, he's like, Hey man, what do you think of this? Like, is this kind of the vibe you're talking about? And he, he played the solo and he, he, he like nearly like nailed it, you know, like Kyle. And, uh, I knew that nobody's going to play that solo like Kyle, you know, that's, that's a Kyle solo, but, um, Sebastian crushed it. And, uh, I was like, oh shit, okay, he can play it. And then he sent me a couple others to some old Ballyhoo songs and he's just riffing over it. I'm like, man, this sounds awesome. Send it to the guys. And then it's sort of like, I was like, hey man, I'll let you know what's going on. Um, you know, we're not doing anything right now. And and there's no, at that time, you know, we didn't know what was happening yeah. with the virus. Like we, we there was no vaccine yet. Like we, we nobody was, we're still pretty much on lockdown. Um. And then I invited him to play our Halloween stream last year. And so he came up uh, and we rehearsed a couple times and, and then we did the stream and it just felt right. Like he's a good dude. Um, he, he's, he, he takes the, like he understands, like um, he knows that he's walking into this and, and like, I, I want people to do what they want to do for sure. But there's also like, uh, you know, I've just told him a few times, like, hey, try this and try that. And hey, don't do that here. Don't do this here. Like, there's a certain way that I like things to be, but he's he takes it very well. And he's just, he's like, cool. Yeah, whatever. And whatever you need, basically. And he's just a good dude, man. And uh, I'm, I'm glad we have him. And the shows have been so much fun. The, the crowd loves when we get up there and do little solos yeah. together and like little, you know, dueling shit. And it's been great. Yeah, man, I saw you guys at uh, Crazy Tuna. It was uh, it was a good show. It was also a packed house, which is cool, right there. That was the like, water. that was like what the the first show back, I think, really. Um, that show yeah. was insane, actually. It was wild. Oh my, dude, the place I think was, 
overpacked, I'd say. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, sure if it, it was following was guidelines per se, but uh, incredible, dude. But nonetheless, that was it was cool to see people get out there and all that. Um. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll probably wind this thing down. Um, kind of traditional. What I've been doing with this podcast is, if there are fan groups like for the band, obviously you guys got hooligans. Try to jump in there and, and like you know get a couple from the fans. Um, I guess we'll go with this one. This one isn't necessarily related to you guys per se, but I think she just wants to get your thoughts on. I don't know if you saw what happened at Astro World Festival with the big crowd surge. This one comes from uh, Erica Hudson from the Hooligans. She was just curious about your thoughts on that. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of sad, but I don't know. It's it's unfortunate. It's very it's tragic, yeah. you know. Um, you never want to see this type of thing happen at, at a show uh, or any sort of gathering, you know. Um, I You know, it's it's like things are coming in and I saw some videos. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to judge or yeah. anything. Um, obviously, you know, there needs to be an investigation, but like whenever I see any sort of like violence or, or somebody like I saw, Oh my God, I saw some, some chick like, like punching this other chick Damn. in the head. I got a show one time. Like, I don't know if she got, yeah. I don't know what the deal was. They got, she got in front of her. I don't know what it was, man. Pulling her hair, punching her in the face, in the side of the head. I stopped the show. I'm like, yo, yo, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? You know, like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and I've only had to do that a couple times. Um, where you see things getting too, too wild. Uh, just recently we had, uh, I forgot where we were at, but there were, there were kids pressed up against the, the barricade and there was a mosh pit starting and we're all about dude fucking mosh yeah. go for it you know have a great time but there's a there's a there's a line you know someone yeah there's a line someone falls down you pick them up we all we all know that or we should know that um but these kids started getting squished Man. you know i could see it and at between songs and i know i sounded like a, a lame like dad or something but i'm like oh like hey guys look I love everybody's having a good time. Just be careful right here. Try to keep it over there. There's these kids right here, and I don't want them to get yeah. squished, you know. Anybody get hurt, you know. These little kids, they're yeah. like eight, you know. Um, we get a lot of kids at our shows. Parents bring their kids. Um, so it, to me, there's a responsibility with the artist. And, you know, if you don't see it, I mean, that's one thing. But it seemed like a lot of people were trying yeah. to get his attention, you know, just from from what I saw. And, and his, like, apology video didn't seem... Mm -hmm. very honest um it seems like oh i need to do something to get yeah. get out of this you know um it's 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 a tough situation but i mean it, it seems pretty obvious like dude should have stopped yeah. the show i think security was from what i've from certain accounts like security wasn't super like uh mm -hmm. responsive to it like oh we're dealing with something else like whatever and they're trying to say yo yeah. people are getting killed people are getting squashed it's just a unfortunate situation and i would be fucking devastated if something like that ever happened at one of our shows uh happy to say that no one as far as i know no one's ever died at a value <laughs> yeah. show um but uh man what a what yeah. a terrible uh terrible thing i think it is a responsibility of the artist to to keep things yeah. in check you know and somebody 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 should have told him if he didn't see yeah. it somebody a crew member his you know somebody backstage somebody side stage somebody in the front a, a security guard so said yo shut this shit yeah. down right now like stop you, know, you would turn even the lights think on. like the front of house would be able to Who jump knows, on man. the mic through the pa and just be like hey everybody you know chill out we're gonna stop this oh uh, yeah i yeah i've had my front of house guy scream at me many times yeah. in my ears about so. some things that are happening but like yeah, I think he he should have, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. It's, yeah, it don't sucks. Know. It's kind of a tough situation. We want people to be safe, you know. Yeah, I guess uh, she just kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, Nick Bader already covered the uh, carpets matching the drapes. I think you went with uh, <laughs> hardwood floors there. So all hardwood floors here. <laughs> so we're we got that covered for the fans. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, asking asking the important questions, man. Yep. That's what the people want to know. Yep. 
Uh, Stephanie Stephanie Hamilton asked uh, what what kind of made you want to sing she asked it in a way which was like you know what song did you sing in the car before you started a band but I feel like you've been playing so long you were probably in a band before you were driving the car um, so maybe she's got you know, in general what made you want to sing I guess um, I was I was in love with uh, bands like Motley Crue and Rat yeah. and Poison when I was a kid. Cinderella. Um, I loved all that '80s glam stuff, and uh, I also I also loved like um, Tiffany yeah. and <laughs> Debbie Gibson, and like you know, I didn't like have their records, but like the songs that came on the radio, I would I liked the singles, I liked the melodies. Um, I liked uh, the old old doo wop mm-hmm. stuff, um, you know, uh, fucking Earth Angel and yeah, know, th- it's just, I don't know, just singing just seemed such like a cool way to express yourself. It just felt felt nice, and, and you know, I, mm-hmm. I sang when I was a kid, but it wasn't like you know, I was just I was just a kid yeah. in the backseat you know, singing '80s metal songs, but. Um, yeah, I, my dad took my brother and I to see Rat and Poison in '87. Nice. We were very little kids, and it stuck, man. I remember a lot about that night. I remember, you know, I think you could still smoke in the arena. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, like it was um, there. It was just an, the lights, the sounds. It was very loud. Um, people were screaming, singing along, and um, the band was all dressed up and all that get up and. Uh, it was I was I was hearing the songs that I was listening to in the car, you know, or, or at home on the tape yeah. deck, and uh, it was just uh, I don't know something about it. It just stuck, man. And then then I got into um, R and B like Boys to Men and Shanice and TLC, um, you know, all that that stuff, crisscross, you know, all that shit, man. And yeah. I, I would I'd, I'd sing all those songs. I, I tried to rap when I was like eleven, you know. Um, <laughs> it's it's just uh you know and then nirvana and then green day and green day is still my favorite band of all time it just picked up and then i, I finally decided to start a band. i always wanted to start a band like we used to play band my brother and i yeah. in our bedroom he'd yeah. grab like pencils and play <laughs> air drums and yeah. i would grab a pencil like it was a mic and we'd set up our stuff and stuffed animals on the bed and pretend it was we were having a show and bounce off the walls singing skid row and shit like um Finally, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was 94, I started playing guitar, and then uh, 95, we started the band. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that answers Stephanie. And then uh, last one, Angel Stats States, hopefully I'm saying that the right way. Um, she just kind of wanted to ask if you still get the same thrill performing now uh, as you did in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's never quite like the first time. Yeah. You know, um, if, if I'm being honest, like the first time I can remember just, I, I wish that I could feel that feeling of the first yeah. time. You know, I wish that I could uh, be 15 years old again and like get that feeling of walking up like that. I was so yeah. nervous, dude. I was so nervous. Like, it was our first time. I was excited. It was excited, nervous, but I was just like, oh my God, this this is going to suck. This is going to be great. This is yeah. going to suck. This is going to be great. And we walked up there and we opened up with a Green Day song. We actually played like 10 Green Day yeah. songs that night. Um, we played like 25 songs. I think we played for like an hour, 40 minutes mm-hmm. our first time. And uh, it was just, um, you know, a handful of songs that I had written and then a bunch of cover songs. And within the first 30 seconds minute of that song i was like this is fucking awesome (laughs) like this is the shit like i want to do this forever oh this is so sick and like yeah the all the kids in in the gym were going i mean there might have been 50 kids there going nuts like everybody's singing along and it was so fucking cool and then that 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 was a Friday night, and then that Monday morning, people were like, "Oh, that show was that was so that was yeah. so fun!" Like, just getting that, like, it was it was awesome, man. Um, so, uh, I get something like that every time I play. Mm. You know, it's 
it's uh there's definitely times where i'm hung over or like shit's weird or something yeah. maybe i'm just depressed or whatever like um <laughs> you know there the the whole tour in uh 2017 it was january i think it was january to like the very the beginning of january to the very end of february or maybe the first week of march we went out with uh real big fish and anti-flag in the 2017 and my dad had just passed away like 10 days before at that tour yeah. and this is like right over right around christmas right after new year's i'm leaving for tour and it was like the worst tour ever mm. like i felt like every show sucked like you know so there was there's definitely moments like that where i'm just like i, I don't even want to be here right now yeah um that's where i wrote that's why i wrote i don't want to go mm. I wrote I wrote that song as, as as a response to like my feeling of like I don't fucking want to do this anymore. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to go to yeah. merch. I don't want to I don't want to feel the pressure. I want to do what I want to do. I'm just gonna stay in the house. You know why do we got to keep doing this shit? And, uh, so that's why I wrote that song. Um, so yeah, there's moments where you're just like it, it can be weird, but for the most yeah. part, overall, I I love being on stage. I love playing. I love seeing having people sing the shit back to us. I love the vibe. I love people partying and you know having a great time to our music yeah. it's 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 a wonderful feeling but i'm human so <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds about about right um i guess uh, my final thing would just be uh, which song or songs should i slap on this episode um whether it's ballyhoo or even the, the new stuff from uh, aberrations um do you have a feeling on that or yeah uh i don't know play um I don't know, play mixtape. That's a great song. Yeah. Like people love that song. That's um, a good I one. love that song. That's one of my favorite songs to play. Um, yeah, throw something from Aberrations yeah. on there if you want. Uh, I like Ghost Tour and um, Aurora and Astrology are really cool, cool. songs for me. I'll uh, definitely slap those on there then. I love uh, personally Social Drinker and uh, Marijuana Laws. Always, oh, always stand out to nice, me. Man. But. <laughs> marijuana laws so cool <laughs> uh, i haven't heard of that song in a long time um social drinker that yeah that that one i was super proud of that when, when we yeah. when we put it out like it immediately crushed on the playlist and yeah it just seemed to connect you know so it's a fun song yeah, for sure thanks a lot i appreciate that man well i'll let you get on with your day um certainly feel free to send me that wave file i'll uh, i'll send you my email and um hopefully get this out Within the next uh, couple weeks, I still got a couple more episodes I got to release before uh, 100 here. But uh, good luck on the uh, the next show dates. If I get this out before then, I'll, uh, I'll definitely mention the dates on here or whatever your next shows are. So, Hey, man. Thanks thanks a lot for having me. I, I appreciate it. And uh, again, congrats on 100 episodes. That's, that's awesome. Thanks, dude. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Inspiring people. So I know. Hey, you. You got it. I know I'm not the only one you're inspiring from talking to people. So that means a lot to me, man. Thank you. That's so cool. All right, dude. Well, I appreciate you coming on again and uh, have a good day. You too, man. All right, man. Take it easy. Take it easy. Later. I can't explain this lately. So, yeah, I just wanted to thank Howie for coming on the show and thank you for listening. You made it this far. The song you're hearing in the background is called Mixtape by Ballyhoo, and you can definitely check it out on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. And, uh, yeah, 100 episodes. Made it. Um, if you are a musician and have your own stuff out, feel free to send it to me. You never know. can uh, possibly do an episode sometime. So, yeah, take it easy. Have a good week.
can't explain this lately I never even tried to talk to that girl I throw a smile when she walks by Thinking that she'll bring her into my world But I know that's not enough She's a diamond I can't touch And I just don't have it Cause when I'm thinking Maybe she'll appreciate a compilation On a tape that's all to illustrate what I'm feeling Ooh, I did it again 